Hello, everybody. This is Michael Gallardo, and this is our first episode of The Caped Controller. I am with... Jordan Graham. And we are here to discuss everything that is comics, games, movies, kind of whatever. And right off the bat, we're going to start with uh, Suicide Squad, but we're first going to do some introductions. Um, I will start. My name is Michael Gallardo, and I've been a fan of everything game-related pretty much since I was three. started with NES. Born in 87, so yeah, that was kind of my my go-to, and kind of stuck with it ever since. Um, Then it kind of just came to everything that was sci-fi, nerd, not as much comics. I liked the characters, I liked everything, but I always got a, a little intimidated by the just the sheer volume of, of issues, not knowing where to, where to start, and being t- too afraid to ask anybody inside a comic shop uh, where to start, because... They would look at me and go, this guy's like poser. So kind of stuck with movies and games. But thanks to popularity now, comic books are awesome. So I'm much less intimidated. I like video games so much that I'm actually going to school to learn how to make them. Um, so hopefully that pans out. And I actually have some game titles coming along in the next coming years. That'll do it for me right now. I'm going to turn it back over to Jordan Graham. That's all yours, Jordan. Oh, boy. Um, so I actually had an Atari growing up so but i'm older than you yes not that much like what half a year because i was born in august no december december april yeah yeah like but we had an atari and i don't remember though yeah i think it was my parents but anyway so yeah we had that to play with i remember playing this hide and seek game that was awful but it was kind of fun almost every game in the atari is awful Uh, except for robotron robotron was amazing and et because that was like the best no, Atari game <laughs> no, it's not. When the, um, when the, we cre- did, we when the creator of a video game buries as many copies of it they can in the desert, that's how you know it's an Which the game. documentary was actually interesting. But, you know, we had, we had E.T. I tried playing it. Yeah, couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, and then I've had pretty much almost every system there is all the way through. The only ones I didn't really have were the Saturn and Dreamcast. I had the Dreamcast. And then um, Virtual was... Boy, if you want to count that. I did you? I would imagine you've gone. You went to Blockbusters as a kid and got really excited when you went. Uh, yeah, we I, well, sometimes went to Blockbuster. We had a local place though that I would rent stuff from. Okay, so they actually had the Virtual Boy there when it first came out, and I, I they had it just sitting on the counter, and I used it, and I used it for about five minutes, and I guess because I have a huge nose, like it just it immediately just sucked, and I didn't ever want to play it again. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't count that. I'm kind of sad you didn't get out of the Dreamcast, because that means you didn't get to play Crazy Taxi, all that kind of stuff at home. You had to go to the arcades. Yes. Well, I think that they did eventually put Crazy Taxi on another system. Well, that was after Sega Yeah. threw in the towel and just made games. I probably would have gotten the Dreamcast, but I don't know. Other stuff came out, and I always had every Nintendo system mm. other than the Virtual Boy, so... Yeah, I think it was, I just didn't get it because it came and then went pretty quickly. So I never ended up, I remember demoing it in the stores and we played Sonic Adventure and I liked it, but I just ended up getting the port on GameCube for it. So yeah, so anyway, 
Yeah, I've camp- camped out a couple times for the I did for the Wii and the Wii U. Made sure I got those on release date. I'm into not so much the comic books, but all the superhero cartoons. I watched like all those growing up. The only comic book I really, really, really read was the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. I, really enjoyed those. I didn't know there were com. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised there were comics, but it's still ongoing actually. I because mean, you're talking about like I watched all the superhero uh, TV shows too and that's kind of where I got all my knowledge from. But I remember the Sonic, um, there's been a couple Sonic shows, but it was the one like where basically they were fighting, they were like in the resistance group, mm-hmm. and like Amy was Sonic's girlfriend or love interest or something. I liked that show. That show was pretty awesome. Then you probably would have liked the comic books because it was based, kind it was of based on that, that one. The cartoon. I don't know which one came first, honestly, because it's been so long, but yeah, they were pretty Oh, wait, similar. maybe not Amy. I forget. She was, she had big red hair. Yeah, she it wasn't was Amy. It's Amy, not, Amy was the hedgehog. Yeah, Amy's also, Amy's the pink hedgehog. She came in uh, Sonic CD. Yeah. No, There's I think. There's too many Sonic games. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm going to, I'm going to. We, I mean, uh, fail we, at this. So what's we, it, uh, I want to say it was Sarah, but I don't know if it was. Well, if you, I have technology. You can keep on talking and okay, buying time. You look up that. I'm look up. Um. So yeah. So I mean, I was really into all the cartoons. I mean, I grew up on cartoons, all TV shows like Nick at Night. I watched all the time. Uh, so I actually have a lot of older knowledge too. Uh, my family didn't really go to the movies very much, but I saw a lot of TV. Whereas like my neighbor growing up. They were a big movie family and hardly watched any TV. So, like, there, there's some classics here or there that people will talk about, and they'll be like, yeah, I haven't seen that. And then they'll be like, what? Why haven't you seen it? Like, we didn't see movies as a kid. We didn't go. We were kind of, didn't have a lot of money, collected a lot of toys and all that. Beast Wars. Beast Wars Beast was Wars. the shit, and uh, then they fucked it up with Beast Machines. Uh, I wouldn't say that as far. I mean, it wasn't as good as it had potential but it just didn't run right and then it got canceled after only two seasons so they couldn't really finish it they had an ending like it 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 had a definitive ending it was just awful and like i felt like transformers need guns the coolest character on beast machines was cheetor just because like if you can't have guns then you have swords and he had two of them Mm -hmm. and he looked pretty badass black arachnia kind of looked like i don't know i just I just really like Beast Wars way better. I thought the character designs were much more imaginative. And the whole thing about Beast Machines, it was very, it was a downer a lot. Yeah. And they made Rat Trap have, like, wheels. Bloody, and they, turn, they turned him into a hacker. <sighs> so many things I hate about that show. Sorry. Um, but yeah, continue. Yeah, I have a lot of familiarity with a lot of TV shows and cartoons. And actually a lot of anime too. Especially, like, classic 90s anime. What what was what was the anime that brought you in? Uh, I don't know if I can really give an answer to that. One of the ones for sure, though, was uh, Rurouni Kenshin. That was one of the early ones I okay. saw. Um, Princess Mononoke. That was an early. I've never movie seen that movie, seen. and every time I see it, every time I saw it at the uh, video store, I wanted to see it. It's a good one for sure. There are those, and I mean, Pokemon was one that I liked as a kid. Yeah, and then stuff just kind of came along as I learned. I used to have to go to uh, Suncoast. If anybody remembers Suncoast. It's, it still exists. And, and, Not very many places. No, but there's there, there's one locally, um, and I, and I, I I go into it every once in a while. And then that's where I would buy a lot of DVDs, and that was like twenty bucks a pop, and a horrible horrible amount of money spent on tons of titles. But yeah, so I mean, all that video games and the cartoons and the anime is what kind of got me interested in doing voiceovers. Oh yeah, is, talk about that. Yeah, you have so. a much more interesting bio than I do. Oh, I like no. games. Go ahead. I've been kind of rambling on. <laughs> 
on. Um, well, like, because you've been stalling for me, which I appreciate. Yeah, uh, okay. Like, I have found pictures of who I'm talking about. Can't find the name. So, if you're out there, you probably have been yelling the name in, like, into your radio, I mean, radio, your, into your phone for the last ten minutes. And I'm sorry, uh, maybe next episode I'll actually have the name for it. But yeah, so you've done voice acting and acting, so talk about that. Um, well, I mean, I haven't done anything huge. I've done a few independent projects and things. Uh, I had a friend that was working on this Batman animated series online, but that's kind of fallen through, unfortunately. Yeah, and then I've done background on a lot of movies and TV shows, and I just joined the union, so we'll see where that goes. I'm looking for an agent right now, and then... Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, if anybody hears that and wants to... If anyone just find me. hears this podcast and goes, who's that Jordan guy? Because he sounds awesome. Jordan Grant. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, and then I've got hopefully a web series that's going to be working on soon. I wasn't sure what was up with that, but that'll be kind of like a fighting web series, which I'm a black belt in karate. Um, I'm familiar with Kabuto, a bunch of the Okinawa weapons, and Yaido, the katana, archery. I do rock climbing. I'm a personal trainer on the side. Um, which is how I met you. Yes. <laughs> and... The very first night, my girlfriend and I were, were looking for a trainer to keep us accountable for our fitness, and we interviewed Jordan, and as- Sally. Sally! Sally. Thank God. That helps. I, I okay. knew I could find it. I knew it was- see, Princess it, it, Sally Acorn. Yes. And, and see, if there wasn't an Amy character, I, me saying Amy, like, that's in the same ballpark. I, I thought Sarah when I first said it, because I couldn't quite remember, but- um, Okay, so- as we were leaving, it was close to Halloween, and my girlfriend asked you, so what are you going to dress up for Halloween? And you were what you said? Which was... Like, who you are going to dress up as for Halloween? I forget. Was that Sub-Zero, or is that... No, you're going to the... be as Kirito. Oh. That's what she said that I was going to be. Or that's what I said That's I what you be. said you were going to be. No, I didn't dress up as Kirito. No, or you... Now you just make it look stupid, Jordan. <laughs> well, I'm just confused. Okay, well, maybe that's who I said I could try and be. Me, okay, maybe that's what it was. And I, I lit up because I do also watch a lot of anime. Not as, not as much as some people because there's a lot of it. Like I've never seen an episode of Bleach. I've seen a couple episodes mm-hmm. of Naruto. I know those are like very religious animes. I mean, like uh, people hold those in a very high esteem. But anyways, like he mentioned Kirito, and I, I just finished Sword Art Online, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and ever since then, kind of nerd conversation kind of dominated the gym yeah so is that good for introductions for now yeah we can we can kind of go into it so it's been a pretty big month like a big three-week period for for dc a lot of things have come out the biggest of all which we'll talk about first is suicide squad uh you and i saw it uh on the 8th of august We'll talk about, first of all, overall impressions, and then we'll kind of delve deep into it. So, what did you think of the movie overall? Uh, a broad stroke. Overall, I would say I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it overall. That, overall. That's all you have to say? It's overall, I mean... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had I had a pretty uh, similar experience. I... I, I yeah, overall, I thought it, I thought it was fine. There were some great moments, and there were some not great moments. One of the biggest issues I had about the movie was the Enchantress. Uh, for me, you have this very mysterious character when she can t- teleport and do all that kind of stuff. 
And then when she finally breaks free from Waller and she becomes like the actual full form of the Enchantress, it just looked very bad special effects. Like for her, she just looked glowy and she couldn't stop. She couldn't not move her hips as she as she stood there. And it was it was odd because because the actress who plays her is a model and she's beautiful, but like I I just why why are you moving your hips? You're just standing you're standing there talking man, uh, maniacally. Um, should play uh, Shakira. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Uh, it probably exists. Um, well, if not, it might soon. Yeah, um, but I, I just felt like why not have her be her initial form that we've seen, where she can teleport back and forth, and like that was interesting. Like like when the Enchantress first uh, changes, when um, uh, what was the character's name? Doctor Moon. Doctor Moon. There you go. Like when she first changes, and you see the hands grab grab underneath, and it flips over, and then she's the Enchantress. Like that Enchantress is badass. Like she's scary. She's she seems like she's a force to be reckoned with. When she becomes like the actual full bodied Enchantress she just looks to me dumb Mm. and then i i I get that she that she wants kind of like revenge for being held captive i get that but then she she goes she's just basically they worship machines now i'll make them a machine to worship whatever blah 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 i'm gonna destroy the world for for no apparent reason besides i'm mad and i want world domination but it's just it's a very vague it's a very vague plan we did they i don't know i just got like like it was it would seem it seemed kind of too too cliche Mm. like i felt i felt like if there was more exploring like why the enchanters were doing that it would have made more sense to me it was kind of like oh we need the bad guy to do something with a gigantic thing that's up in the sky let's stop him all uh avengers ninja turtles transformers Mm. There's always something that's bringing a portal like from something else, and we have to shut it down. Now you go. Uh, well, I guess just specifically on the Enchantress. Yeah, I, I like that first initial transformation when they're in the at the meeting and they had the overlapping hands. That was very cool. Um, I I kind of understand. I think what they were trying to go for with the two different versions because the that first one is without her heart, so she isn't quite complete. Because she had those moments where a lot of times she'd be kind of like either crouching or kind of like almost not afraid, but not fully able to unleash herself. Kind of docile. Yeah. And then when she gets her heart, I think they were trying to make her look more elegant and like more of a god. Uh, the hips thing did was a little distracting. Um, I think that to me, I was kind of watching it and it was reminiscent of kind of like the Japanese horror films when like the movements are sporadic, like they'll be yeah. they'll moving. I think they were trying to maybe go for something like that, but it just came off as came out like, as weird. Yeah, just kind of like it's like I mean, you're dancing. you're hot chick moving your hips, and, okay. and it wasn't always constant either. If it was yeah. a constant thing, then maybe, but it was just like here. Or there yeah um so then that was kind of there and then the contrast between her and her brother because her brother was very cgi well there always has to be a a giant cgi yeah but but he didn't look human at all he looked more like a god monster thing and Mm. she looked very human yeah in her final form if they would have either made him a little bit more human or made her a little bit more of like a god or i don't know monster whatever you want to equate that to then it wouldn't have been such a contrast to me it's just too much 
different when they're supposed to be siblings if they were like just different gods then sure i mean i i think she imbued him with certain like maybe she made him look that way because that's what she needed at the time like she needed like a more like well, she didn't have any power really at the beginning because she had to borrow oh, his power that's right i'm remembering that wrong yeah she did give him uh, oh yeah she was dying and he gave her power to help her in the meantime so, like that part i would maybe understand but then once she got her heart then she should have transformed again yeah this is even else. my final floor yeah there you go <laughs> So I just I, I I aesthetically the first time we meet Enchantress I think that's when she looks the coolest I think she's the most interesting then she's less one dimensional yeah I just thought like she was more interesting like she was she was more feral and that from yeah. that to me is more interesting all right so let's talk about the actual Suicide Squad members um, I thought Will Smith and Margot Robbie definitely stole the show um, a lot of the other ones. A lot of the other members of the of the squad did things. It went into some of their backstories. It definitely fleshed out, especially uh, Deadshot's backstory and Harley's, obviously, because because those are two of the major characters in in the actual squad. I think Will Smith did a great job. I thought he was definitely he was he was funny when it it was it was funny when it needed to be funny. He also seemed like he definitely cared about his daughter. Obviously, you see all those. In the trailer, you see all those like brooding shot, uh, brooding shots of him looking out in the rain. Margot Robbie is definitely she fucking is Harley Quinn in my opinion. Uh, she killed it. Um, I do think that for for both those characters, there were examples of great characters, great great performances, very bad lines. Like when when uh, Rip Flag has the when he first kills Slipknot. Spoilers: They kill Slipknot like in the first no second scene he's in. <laughs> he just. He presses the button and it, kill, it blows up the chip in their neck uh, and slips the neck. And Harley, Harley Quinn goes, "Now that's a killer app." Like the, there's several examples of those lines. And Will Smith at the towards the end goes when they're when they're going to to fight the Enchantress goes, "You're evil, lady." Like I feel like there's a much better way to say something like that that doesn't come off that bad. Mm-hmm. Their opinions. We'll talk about the other other characters in a second. Oh, okay. So only those. Yeah, those two. We'll go into those two. Because they're the, they're the easiest to start with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like both of them. I thought they did a pretty well job with them. I don't think that that Harley Quinn was the Harley Quinn. I think she was a good Harley Quinn, but I wouldn't say she was, like, the Harley Quinn. Well, I mean, I, I liked her. No, I, I, <laughs> I liked her too, but I wouldn't say she is the Harley Quinn. She was a good version of Harley Quinn for sure. Then what is what is your favorite version of Harley Quinn? The original version of the Harley animated Quinn. series, yeah, yeah, I can see that. That is my favorite. I was, I was actually really happy, like that they showed that original costume in like a flashback, and then like when she opens her trunk, she sees it, gives it a big hug, which is saying a huge nod to that costume. But then they were also able to like kind of move on from it into something different because there has been several Harley Quinn uh, looks, like from video games and, all, and everything like that from the from the Arkham series, and they've all been pretty interesting. This one was definitely kind of more revealing i was fine with it <laughs> um i liked i really i really liked her, her uh, like i love that she used the bat but I, I i don't as far as i'm a gun enthusiast and i liked her gun i think it was a, a rhino 357 but it was it was i i like guns so i know some of them i'm probably wrong but who knows it just looked awesome it was custom engraved and it was definitely like it felt like like, like a gun that Harley would have. It was because it, it's it's kind of like like for for a smaller person, it is a gigantic weapon, and mm-hmm. so it seems a little like wonky, but awesome that she would have that. 
Yeah, but I mean, you can't really count that against her because she has the mallet and all sorts of. She has the mallet in one scene, then you never see it again. Yeah, but I'm talking about just her character. She has all these like big kind of clownish. No, I know weapons that she uses. So no, no, no. I'm saying like it was a good thing. Like I liked that it was a gigantic weapon. Mm. I'm saying it's a it's a pro, not a con. Um. So who else did you like? Oh, what did you think of Deadshot? I thought he was good. Um. I would have liked to seen maybe a little bit more of his abilities when they did show it off it was very cool like when he was at the target range mm, and that was awesome when he did the the one assassination that they showed where mm. he was on the phone where extorting he banked, money he banked the shot yeah and then when he was fighting the horde of guys running at him on his own and everybody just kind of stops and watches him do it that was to me i think that was one of the best scenes of the whole movie yeah where he literally just took on about 40 guys just headshots every single one of them and everyone else kind of goes yeah oh okay so i would have liked to have seen more of that maybe towards the end when he's the one that takes the shot i would have liked to have seen it be a little bit more of a tricky shot because i forget what was the it was um, a pretty tricky shot i mean it was a straight shot but he it had to be timed perfectly apparently yeah i don't know i still feel like someone like captain boomerang could have thrown his boomerang and hit it at the same time because he's very good with the boomerang he could have done that or the what was the agent rip flag yeah if he he, i think he probably could have pulled off the shot too because like you said it was a straight shot it would have been cool like if deadshot had to like bank it off of somebody or something maybe like a couple more lackeys came out yeah and it banked off of or through their heads or something Something. like that yeah um, so maybe oh like having captain boomerang throw his boomerang and he has to shoot shoot it off off the the boomerang. boomerang to hit the bomb at the right spot yeah that could add some definite because like if enchantress would have been able to stop it otherwise then like if captain boomerang throws the boomerang behind her she's like hey you guys really suck and then deadshot banks it off that where she couldn't see it that would have been cool but anyway um other than that i mean i thought he was a good character yeah i I liked his encounter with batman in the the character bio they did a couple scenes um i'm waiting for somebody to do what the batman batman that's parody of that and have them teasing him in front of his daughter (laughs) i just when i was watching it in the theater that's what i imagined right away i was just (laughs) thinking that i'm waiting for that you're gonna let your daughter tell you what to do that's terrible batman but um yeah that would have been pretty funny but anyway, but like i liked i liked um i don't know when the shooting schedule was for this but i i liked that ben affleck was still batman like because they easily could have made somebody else batman and just like with clever shots like yeah it's batman but like no it's like no it's 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 ben affleck and i think he's a definite welcome addition like in the few scenes he's only in like two scenes three if you count the ending the the, mm-hmm. the mid credits but yeah i thought he did a great job he, you know he, he punched Harley quinn underwater and knocked her out which and it, it, it was you definitely see he seems like a calmer batman in my opinion he's less i don't know if this is i don't know if that scene was post or pre bvs but i thought that those were pre pre oh i guess it makes sense because then they were like, locked away yeah they'd been in there for a while it looked like when they were getting the task force together yeah because he definitely seems like he's less brutal like he does what he has to but he's also like he's not trying to kill anybody which is kind of the opposite of bvs where he just doesn't care anymore Mm -hmm. and yeah and i i with harley quinn's backstory which i guess will lead into the what we think of the joker i i like jared leto as the joker it's a very different joker than what we've what we've seen he's more of a he's less like to me i found him less I think he's less crazy. He's more brutal. 
I mean, like, I mean, like, he's a, he just seems like a brutal crime boss that has quirks. He's less maniacal. Another thing, like, that I, that you see in the, in the, in the he's, he's not in the movie too often. Like, he's, he's, like, he definitely makes a good presence, but he's not in as many scenes as you think. Like, when I was on the trailers, I, I kind of thought, like, maybe they, like, the, the suicide card would actually go against the Joker in some way, but then you have Harley Quinn who's actually on his side, and, the, like, she would betray the team, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't really do that at all. But, like, this Joker genuinely cares for Holly Quinn. Although, that, like, while that's refreshing, it's a little weird to see. Because you're used to the, like, if you said your favorite version of Harley was the animated series, where that's a very one-sided relationship. Harley cares for him a lot more than he cares for her. Yes, um, but there are moments in the animated series or in the comic books and things where Joker does do something that you don't expect and shows like he actually cares for Harley, um, but he won't hesitate to abandon her. And then like, he will send her a letter and say, you know, like, Oh, I miss you or something like that, which is basically what he did though. When the car went underwater. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. Yeah. He was just gone. I'm like, okay. I think they were trying to hit on some parts and just didn't quite make it like with that. And then at the club, when you're, when, uh, the guy was kind of, he made a comment about that was common by the way. Yeah. (laughs) We was like, wait, common was in this movie. Um, so, and he didn't quite get crazy enough for that. That just was like you said, kind of like what did you call him? like a, he's, a thug? Yeah, he, he's he's a he's a slightly deranged crime boss. So like that he doesn't, point, he doesn't seem like he's they were insane. Tra- yeah, well, at that scene, it almost got to the point where it showed he was insane, but they just didn't quite push it far enough. And yeah. then like with going underwater, they just didn't quite make it evident enough that. He totally ditched her. What should have happened is they should have actually shown him go underwater and her like stuck in a seatbelt or in the windshield, you know, wanting him to help. And he just totally dismisses her. And that would have showcased that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. And then, yeah, I liked Leto as the Joker for the most part. Um, I was kind of not so impressed with his laugh. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it, but I'd seen an interview that he gave. And he talked about how he practiced this laugh for a long time, and he was testing it out on the streets, and he was laughing to see which ones, like, very bother meth- people Very the most. method. So, I, I mean, I've read some things where people are like, yeah, it was kind of bothering a little bit, but it wasn't, like, crazy, and I just, eh, they just didn't really give him any good moments to laugh either. Well, I mean, there was, I mean, there was the one, like, where they ambush uh, the team on the, on the, on the, uh, on the rooftop, and he's... Yeah, that he's, was about the only time he, go, he really he had He unleashes there a little bit. Yeah. Or a, a good amount of it. And then I, uh, I didn't mind his look. I thought his look no, was fine, I but I, was fine. I hated his teeth. Yeah, that wasn't necessary. Um, but I did just read that David... How do you pronounce his last name? This is, I'm horrible with pronouncing it. Yeah, yeah, the director? Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it just Ayer? I think it's Ayer. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he said that he got those teeth because Batman beat the crap out of him and knocked his teeth out. Yeah, and so which, it makes sense. But I just am like, why, Veneers. Did, why didn't he, <laughs> but why, why those teeth? Why didn't he get, you know, like really pearly white teeth to like yeah. accent his smile and all that? I just didn't like, because that made him look more like a thug than... Yeah. If, if that would have been the only thing that they had left out and made regular white teeth, I would have been happy with his look. But yeah, the teeth were the, just, they were distracting. Everything else works. It was just too oh. much. Or if he only would have had like a few silver teeth here or there. Yeah. That Which, just, it was too distracting for me. Yeah, it's like I can't I can't stop looking at your girl. It's like, oh, that's why you have the tattoo of the hand that you can put over your real mouth because your real I mouth thought that was more funny. distracting. I thought that was that was pretty that was kind of funny like when when he covered his hand 
Yeah. Uh, with, he covered his mouth with their hand with his hand. All right. Yeah. Other characters. Boomerang. Boomerang didn't not... do, He didn't need to be here. I mean, no, he would. He had some good moments, but they just didn't use him effectively. I mean, they needed him more. He was he was kind of the comic relief, but they didn't really use him enough. I I like anytime. Apparently, I think I, I think he stole some Wayne tech to be honest, because like there's literally like the you he has a he has a remote batarang basically, and he uses it to like as they're headed towards the the final battle, they use it to recon the area a little bit, and just th- he throws a remote control batarang that has a camera on it, and I'm like, um, that's straight up Batman, because that's literally what he has. I mean, he might have stolen it from it because all the villains, you know, interchange with it. Isn't he originally an Arrow villain? If I'm not mistaken. Captain Boomerang? Yeah. No, he's a Flash villain. He's Flash. Yeah, that's why we get that, that scene with Ezra Miller uh, as the Flash. Yeah, I suppose. Um, he busts him. Because like, I guess, uh, I, I know plenty of you people are you know, like, that's this guy's bad guy. That's that guy's bad guy. But like, I think what they're called is the, the rogues gallery is... Oh, for Flash, for yeah. For Flash. Yeah, because the rogues. Yeah, but like, and, and t- talking about that little cameo, um, what do you think of the Flash's outfit? it's okay i mean i gotta wait till i really see it but it it just looks a little bit too techy to me right now but that's without really seeing it in action yeah it was pretty dark in the scene i think the suit's interesting i don't hate it but to me like we haven't seen this flash do much at all because the bvs is literally he's on a cctv recording and then the new the trailer for justice league and then this little scene. So we haven't really seen it. Like you said, we haven't seen him do much of anything. And it's hard to see him because he moves yeah. so fast. <laughs> exactly. He's a blur. But and but both of us have watched the the t- the TV show. Love the TV show. And we yeah we both love it. You're a, love Grant Gustin. Yeah. He stole my part. <laughs> I'd love to play the Flash. Yeah. So we love that Flash, but like it sucks that they didn't use um that actor to be the Flash. But Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. You're awesome. But I, I, I'm curious to see what it is. I, I do, like, the Flash series on TV definitely opened some eyes, because I, I, I like the Flash. I watched Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and I always thought he was pretty cool. But then when I um, when I started watching that uh, the live-action show, I'm like, I, li- I like this character. Barry Allen's freaking awesome. Like, he's very... It's it's easy to root for him. Mm. Like you definitely want him to win. But yeah, Captain Boomerang. I I felt he was he was he was the comic relief. It didn't really explain anything about the the, the stuffed unicorn he had. I guess maybe it just just because he had it. Um, yeah, see, they didn't utilize that enough either. Because I was expecting it. I mean, it fell out at one point and he grabs it. But I was expecting like one of the enemies to take it, and then he gets really mad, and that's what actually gets him to like join the fight. Because the whole time he's kind of like yeah, he's on like, the backside and he's like yeah. eh, not really there so i was waiting for that to happen or like enchantress destroying it somehow or another and then he gets pissed right because because he, he has that. skill he has definite skills like he's not bad in a fight at all um and he definitely holds holds his own which is why he's part of the squad at all but like the the one scene like when when rip flag releases them and he just bolts and then when they all decide that they're gonna fight they're gonna they're gonna say basically save the world he just randomly comes right back in <laughs> And I joked, I joked to you. I'm like, he's like a boomerang. He goes and he comes back. Yeah. But then it, it didn't ex- like. I mean, sure, he just changed his mind. But I just felt like, well, they're just literally using him for comic relief, and that he just bolted and then he's back. So that to me, that because because that happens, like he didn't come up and like, hey, I, I'm sorry, blah 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 blah. Like there was, I'm just, oh, I'm back. It made it, made it kind of useless that little that little part. It was funny when it happened, mm-hmm. but it didn't really carry any weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was in there? 
Oh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc, Killer Croc looked, he was fine to me. He didn't really do, like, he, was at a, he did a couple things. He did some weird push-ups there. Oh, yeah. I commented yeah. on that, that was, the movie. Those push-ups were freaking, it's like he was basically humping the ground. He was probably just working some deltoid muscle that was different than one thing. I... I thought the prosthetics were good. I mean, like the like the 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 costume was great. But what kind of bothered me, and I don't think there's probably a way around this. His head to me seemed a little bit too big for the rest of his body because I didn't really do much of the rest of his body. Mm, I don't know. I, I thought it was. But if he okay. has like a bigger jaw, it makes sense that you would need a bigger skull. So that that's probably the explanation for that. Um, it was kind of weird when because he didn't say too much, but when he spoke, you you like he's like, oh yeah, like it makes you feel like, oh yeah, by the way, this character's black. To be honest, I'm not, I don't know much about Killer Croc. The only, like, I, I, from the TV shows, I mean, from the cartoons and from the Arkham games, I like how that Killer Croc looks more, but there's basically no way you can do that practically in a, in a, in a movie. I think they got pretty good that's, to it. For, that's a drawing. For, that's for Arkham. Do, um, do, um, do Arkham Knight, Killer Croc. Yeah, I'll get to that. Go ahead and continue. Um, but yeah, he's, I, but I think his original character, I think he was African-American. Yeah. So, anyways, they 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 made his they made the character like like when they saved the day. They're like, "What do you guys want?" He's like, "I want BET." And I'm like, "We get it." (laughs) I mean, and that's fine. But I felt like when he doesn't do much else, it's like the only few things he says is stereotypical stuff. Yeah, that was way scarier. I think compared though. I mean, yeah, like I said, the, the the they did a great job. I just feel like he could have done much more in the movie because he's very strong and he shows that strength a few times. That's an animated series. He was like a vampire in that one. Well, because originally I think he's it wasn't so much look a crocodile. He just just skin got really tough and scaly. And yeah, because in in the Arkham that's one he looks like a freaking crocodile, like yeah. straight up crocodile. Yeah, he even has the big tail there and everything. But like, like I said, there's no real way for them to do that practically in a, in a movie. Well, I think that came later, though, in like the comic books and stuff. I think he had modifications done because originally, I don't think he had like super sharp teeth either. I think either he it was probably experiment experimented on or something. Or did he do I it think himself? he did it willingly? I think. He or he sharpened to. his own teeth, or or he did the experiment on himself. He kind of embraced it. Well, I think either he sharpened his teeth in some of them, and then I think other ones he had um, surgeries done to make him more mm, I see. of a crocodile because he was embracing the killer croc persona. Yeah. I mean, he was basically there as kind of a muscle, but they didn't really use him effectively as muscle. And then he was just kind of there for the underwater scene. So that they <laughs> yeah, could get it's like, through. oh, hey, it's like something I can actually do in Excel. Because yeah. like when I was like, when they said it's like, all right, we're gonna sit, we're gonna plant the bomb underwater. I'm like, oh, Killer Croc's gonna go with them because that's where he excels at, and he totally does. But yeah, there wasn't really. There was one giant enemy to fight, and that was the Enchantress's brother. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to El the Diablo. El Diablo, who I liked a lot. I think he, aside from Deadshot and Harley, I think he had the best uh, character development because it's like he goes from like he was this gangster. Um, and he used his power to get whatever he wanted, and he accidentally went too far and killed his family, and so he vowed to never use his power again. And he kind of like has this moment where he realizes, like, well, first of all, Deadshot eggs him on the first time and just pisses him off, and then he kills all the bad guys. But he kind of realizes that he's, you know, he's part of this team now, for better or for worse, when it comes to showdown with the brother. And here's what I like I, I love alternate forms like I, I like i make the joke like this is even my final form so of course when uh when push comes to shove el diablo turns into actually el diablo and this full like gigantic 
uh, skeletal form, which looked pretty badass. I think I think they did a really good job. Like he looked scary, he looked powerful. I thought it was kind of cool because the enchantress is it was it seemed like it was one or the other for either, where it was like Mayan versus Aztec a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like from the temple the enchantress was at, and then just the style of of the El Diablo's actual form. I don't know. That part was kind of cool to me. I don't know. And, and El Diablo sacrifices himself when they detonate the bomb to actually kill the brother. They, they play it off as El, as if El Diablo died. It being a comic book movie, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. And if he did, it's not for very long because <laughs> it's a fire demon that got killed by an explosion. <laughs> yeah, I could see it going either way. Yeah, I can go either way. They could just go, yeah, he did, and then just maybe for the next one have another like. There is a character called the Demon. I I, don't, I haven't read any of the Suicide Squad comics, so I don't know what'll happen. I, all you people who've read that have a, have a leg up on, on on my knowledge. I just there's plenty of uh, people they can choose from to, to add to the squad. But did, did I miss anybody? For the, who's else in the squad? What did you think of El Diablo? Uh, I liked him pretty well, but right away from the beginning when he said that he wasn't gonna fight, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be pretty much the ultimate guy that you know, helps him win at the end, which then he did. He definitely, to me, I think he definitely had the, the, the most power aside from a single that, that was That was a little too predictable for me, but I didn't mind it. It was okay. Well, I, I mean, just knew that's what was gonna happen. Yeah, generally it's the quiet guy who has the most power. Yeah. Because they don't want to showboat it. Because you think he's, because you know he 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 takes out like twenty to thirty guys like when they when he finally fights, and that was just him using like one attack. Yeah, so. but I mean they could also do it without him going like having to be the ultimate fighter though too, because um, like how they did Scarlet Witch and she didn't really want to use her powers. Yeah, and she is very powerful, but she's not the most powerful. Yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought that was they could have handled it a little bit more. Am I missing anybody? Was there anybody else in the squad? Uh, well, Slipknot. He I was technically in there. I don't. I don't know anything about Slipknot. To be I honest. liked that he he just died right away. He, I knew it, that. It was I knew that was like, going to happen. Like, who is this guy who have not seen the trailers let's ever? See, I, I would have rather had instead of Captain Boomerang saying like, "Hey, let's get out of here." I would have loved for it to have been Harley. Just because she wanted to see somebody die, that would have been. I think that would feel like, like that would have been him better. On but to be like, hey, let's you know, hey, go, let's let's get out of here, let's go, and then he blows up. And she'd be like, ah, oh, I wonder what it looked like, yeah, or something yeah, that like w- that, that would have fit better. Although I think Slipknot and Captain Boomerang have a history. Well, but I think Captain Boomerang, I couldn't quite tell for sure. I was a little unsure if he was actually trying to escape or if he was just trying I think to make he was, it look like I think he was he escaping. Because like when when Slipknot runs away, he kind of just ducks around, doesn't really, he doesn't go anywhere. Well, so I think he was. It kind of he looked, was doing what you said Harley wanted to do, or it would have been better if Harley did, where he wanted to see if it was real. Yeah, but I don't know. It kind of that's where it was kind of iffy because it looked like he was kind of trying to go, but then at the moment it was kind of he did he made some kind of mistake, and I was like, was that on purpose or not? And I just they didn't make it explicit enough whether or not he was actually trying to go because the whole movie he's the one that wants to bail, so that's why I wasn't yeah. really sure if he was actually trying to bail or like just trying to get Slipknot killed. Right. Oh, oh, there there was somebody Katana. Yeah. I liked Katana a lot. They they didn't re- they didn't really talk about too much about her backstory. Kind of like she kind of just appears and rip, rip flags like, oh yeah, this is my friend Katana. She's with us. She's she kind of reminded me as a ninja raven from Teen Titans. Mm. <laughs> like very direct, but speaking only Japanese. Mm. Um, but she's like, want me to kill them? And they're like, it was just. Uh, I mean, they revealed that her the sword that she has it captures every soul of whoever she kills with it. And her <clears throat> her husband's soul 
is in it because apparently her husband and, and her brother-in-law had an altercation because the brother-in-law was in love with Katana and killed Katana's husband with the sword. So she up and just killed him right back. And that's that little love triangle thing. And so she commu- uh, showed in the movie that she's commun- uh, communicating with her, her dead husband via the sword. I think, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's like probably vowing to join her, join him one day. But I thought she looked pretty badass. I'm not sure what else she's been in that I've seen. Mm, she's, she, uh, she's been on Arrow. She's been on te- Arrow? Te- yeah. Technically? Yeah. Because she wasn't quite set up as Katana yet, but. Yeah. You know, they all. Like, I, I like Arrow and I don't like it sometimes. Cause I mean, like, I, I like the twist it does. But to me, there's a lot there's a lot of archers on that show. <laughs> she's been in some of the animated things too, but I can't tell you which ones for now. Was she, was she in Young Justice? Oh, that... You were the one that watched it. She I was watched... in Beware the Batman. Beware the Batman. That's not a good series, in my opinion. It was the most recent Batman series. Really? Yeah. They made one after the Batman? Oh, yeah. Cartoon Network. Batman well, they Batman. they have... Oh. It was like two years ago. I know. There's been Batman Brave and the Bold. I don't count those. I like Batman Brave and the Bold. That was a good one. Diedrich Bader is the Batman. He was good. I know. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has the... I'm Batman. Yeah. Kind of voice. He was he was a good lighthearted Batman. I liked yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Beware the Batman was not good. Katana basically filled the role as like a Robin or a Batgirl. Okay. It was his and then the thing I hated the most was Alfred. Do you watch Gotham at all? I've watched like half a season one. So he's kind of like that Alfred, but he's this one in the series was more hands on and he actually used guns to fight guys well i mean it's always kind of hinted out like that alfred was a badass at one point yeah but he actually like does stuff in the beware the batman interesting i i mean i think that they were just wanted like a three-person team so they just made alfred kind of do stuff but i kind of always liked that he was kind of you know a background player he was he's a very critical player like like without uh alfred there is no batman he would have died many times over if alfred didn't take care of him so we haven't talked about another huge character uh amanda waller who is played by viola davis i feel like she's done she did a great job as Waller, kind of ruthless and a means to an end kind of person. Uh, there's times when you cheer for her and other times you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because, <laughs> I mean, and she's always been portrayed that way through all the different animated series she's been. I think in anything that has Batman, there's always been Waller at some point. And I, I think she did a great job. But <laughs> the scene that bothered me was when she just kills her staff when they have to go, when they have, like when they have to leave. Oh, I didn't have a problem. Well, I mean, I have a, a, a problem with that personally, but yeah. not for the character. I know. I yeah, thought that I'm was exactly like, what she would do. I, yeah, I agree with you, but it still kind of bugged me. It's like, but it's, yeah, she's definitely like, what by whatever by whatever uh, means. Like that character, I think she did a great job. I did think it was kind of weird. To me, I I felt like this, this, there's a parallel for me with, with the Lord of the Rings here. So the whole, like for most of the movie, their mission is to save a vip at this building like that is their mission is get this guy out when they finally get there it's revealed that it's waller like the whole time so when they when they they spent a lot of the movie getting there and blah 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 blah. then they get out then the chopper comes why didn't they just have the chopper come (laughs) it's like why didn't they just send the eagles to mordor uh well i mean that i i assume because there's too many of the weird i don't even know what you call that enemies the the, there had the eye guys yeah (laughs) The eye guys. I mean, the eye guys. I guess There's they had too many secure, of those. So if the, if the they had to secure comes, the building, they just swarmed it. 
Yeah. And then the Joker does that anyways. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it'd be the same thing with like a zombie outbreak. Yeah, you could have a helicopter come, but if there's tons of zombies around, if it's not clear, I mean, you're, you might not make it out. And that was the thing. All the people that was in the room with her didn't know probably how to use firearms at all. She's probably the only one that kind of even remotely knew. I mean, she like like when her chopper immediately crashes. Um, yeah, there were there were apparently yeah, there were three chopper crashes that none of them held any significant. It's really no one dies in the in, aside from the pilots they always get, kind of get screwed it's gotta be hard to be a pilot who in a, in a superhero world <laughs> it's just like well if we get hit i'm gonna take the brunt of everything yeah depending um uh, but yeah it's like they like when they first go into the city the like the the helicopter carrying the suicide squad just crashes and it, it's a cool scene it looks awesome but like i said there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it looks cool, but there's no point or reason. Like, I didn't pay it, attention. There, there were three helicopter crashes. There, like all well, well, one gets hit by a rocket, and I think two were by the brother. The first one was the Suicide Squad's helicopter went down, and then the Joker's helicopter goes down, right. and then Amanda's helicopter <laughs> goes down. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I didn't really realize that that there were, were indeed three crashes. But like, I mean, I guess the Joker's kind of. I think yeah, the Joker's has the most weight to it because Harley thinks the Joker's actually dead. Mm-hmm. Um which is duh he's not so but, the next one they'll probably all be boats <laughs> they'll be boats that they'll sink be, yeah <laughs> or all one boat will blow up the other will sink they'll yeah. do a titanic thing with harley and joker be flying. you know what will happen they're like making references with the references so let's see talked about the characters talked about the plot of the movie which is kind of there it's kind of just stop this gigantic evil machine from destroying the world and that's about it like, like I said, I enjoyed it. The action was pretty cool. There were a lot of scenes that didn't need to be there because they didn't. If like, if a scene doesn't really have a purpose other than just to look cool, maybe rethink it. I mean, sometimes that's awesome, but sometimes like, if you do it too many times, like this movie had a lot of scenes that didn't mean anything, and apparently they took out a lot of scenes that did. Yeah, I've read that they took out a lot of scenes with the Joker in it. So yeah, I'd be interested to see like you know uncut version well and and the director said that like you know five versions i think i saw i mean like there's always a thing like like whenever you make a film there's three different films there's the movie you write the movie you film and the movie you edit and so he like apparently he like he was cool with this version so was warner brothers so i guess we'll have to just deal with it (laughs) yeah like i said overall like if, if you like these characters you'll like this movie I think. I think yeah, I think if you like Deadpool or any of the other movies, I think you can like this one. I mean, it might not be your favorite by any means, but I think you can enjoy it yeah. just as a fun movie. There are things to enjoy. There's things that aren't as enjoyable in it, and that's okay. You're not going to win with every single movie. Um, I, 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 I just... Sometimes I feel like DC is just trying to play catch-up too much. Like, Marvel has had over a decade to, to lay out all these characters. There's been so many movies. And, what, we're three movies in? The third movie was an ensemble piece? There was, there were two, to me, there were too many characters in the movie. Yeah, possibly. I feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, the movie, the, I don't the, think the, so the because... movie was two hours long and it tried to cram in, like, 10, 11 characters in one Yeah, movie. but you got, like, and then this is actually, it's a good bridge that you're bringing this up, because it'll segue right into my other comment, but there's movies like Ocean's Eleven. That's called you know? Ocean's Eleven, eh, I guess. Yeah? And that was the first one, there's Eleven. 
Guys, and that brings me to what I was going to say, is I would have rather seen the Suicide Squad movie as more of like a Ocean's Eleven thing where each person has their own skill set yeah. that they could break into somewhere and get. And then what I would have done is had Enchantress in the movie and still break away and then meet with her brother and all that, but have that be a setup for the next movie where then after they do this regular kind of mission mm-hmm. then they have to do like this big over the top thing and they'd be like they could make comments the whole time like hey i'm not like superman i'm not like batman i don't fight these big things and then they're like you know a man would be like you don't have a choice i'm gonna kill you if you don't do it yeah i would have rather seen that kind of a setup where they get you know their teamwork down and like breaking into some compound to get some like plans or something yeah. or maybe that's how they were supposed to get like the enchantress's heart or something they found out where it yeah, is that somebody been else has it they have to get it but then she breaks away steals her heart and blah 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 blah, and then leads to the second movie that, that's what i would I, I feel like that would have been better i i think a lot of times like how i would write films and things so we'll, well see yeah. if i get my batman beyond costume then i'm gonna be writing a bunch of stuff for that and that, see how that, that goes well and walmart's in that as well so she can be. Uh, you get a strong I, black woman. If I want her to be. Yeah. <laughs> you want her to be. If I didn't have Amanda. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, like it would have been better if, if every person had their certain skill set, which it makes sense to have, you know, your your, your sniper guy, which would be that shot. And, but like what, like the only skill set that, that they had for Captain Boomerang is was like the battering camo. That was like the only thing that he had that they needed. And they don't use it until the last 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, usually yeah. he's just there drinking yeah, yeah they didn't really utilize him yeah they, they didn't utilize a lot of people yeah. in the way then just be there fighting like well honestly be, the to... only two that they really honestly utilized were deadshot and el diablo who actually because... des- like deserved to be there because katana she did some stuff and harley did some stuff but they didn't do anything like over the top like Oh, they really needed them. Deadshot and El Diablo were the only two that. Really, They're the only really, two really who needed. took on over twenty guys at one time yeah. and won. So, but everyone else was interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, see, that's why that's why I would have liked a more like Ocean's Eleven thing because Captain Boomerang he could have been the one like to break into the safe because he's robbed a bunch of banks. So mm-hmm. he'd be like, oh, I know apparently he's robbed it. all the banks in Australia and that's why he left. Yep. Yeah, that's why I'm talking with an Australian accent. Yes. Australia. And he does not drink Fosters, because no Australian drinks Fosters. <laughs> Beer. It's not Australian. Alright, well, there are plenty of stuff to talk about more uh, with the DC things. Uh, I think we'll leave that we'll leave that for next week, because we're about that time. About an hour. About an hour. That's what we're going for. I think so. Okay. I mean, we can see later. Do you feel like that's long enough, or do you want to talk about it? I don't know. I can talk forever. That's I can either be the most quiet person or I can talk forever. I feel like if, if we have, uh, we can talk about Killing Joke. We can talk about some other games. Like, we can talk about, I mean, there's only been one episode so far of the uh, Telltales. And there's other stuff that can come out, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. You don't care? We can, we can talk about it or save it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I feel I like. How long I, you want to make it? I feel like an hour is fine. You want to do an hour? Yeah. Okay. Let's all right, do an so hour. We'll do the intro. Uh, the, the we'll, outro. we'll just cut off all this end part here. Yeah, or we can leave it, and it'll be really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I get enough of that when I go and talk to people in the real world. Yeah, you have awkward, you have awkward conversations. What? Yeah. Um. All right. So, all right, guys, that'll do it for us at the Cape Controller. Uh, tune in next week where we talk about more DC stuff and other games and comics and movies and whatever. 
I hope you enjoyed this first episode. We enjoyed making it. I have been Michael Gallardo. Jordan Graham. And we will see you guys next week. Take care, guys. Outro music.